Hello and welcome to the Zurich Live podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by my colleague Richard Temperley, Head of Investment Development. Together we'll be looking at the investment market performance and discussing Zurich's current fund position. The Zurich Live podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurich.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. Um, We saw some weakness in markets throughout the month of May. How did this play out throughout June? Well, good morning to you, Ian. Uh, Yes, uh, after May's weakness, we saw a fairly dramatic turnaround in June. And that was primarily due to the U-turn by the US Federal Reserve, which uh, took on a much more dovish tone. And we're now looking for rate cuts later on in the year rather than rate rises, which had been expected a number of months ago. So this uh, U-turn by the Federal Reserve propelled equities, bonds and commodities sharply higher. And we saw the US S&P 500 index, which is the main equity index in the US, we saw it hit a fresh all-time high towards the end of the month. Now, there's a well-worn but useful investment adage in the markets, and that says, don't fight the Fed. And this was uh, particularly relevant during June. This major turnaround by the Federal Reserve resulted in strong uh, moves in almost all asset classes apart, apart from, of course, from cash. Uh, additional fuel was added uh, to uh, the, the, the move upwards by the announcement by the European Central Bank that it was prepared to inject further liquidity into the system via perhaps a small rate cut later on in the year or perhaps by reintroducing quantitative easing. So the combination of these two uh, events, the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank, had a very positive impact on most financial assets. Now, you mentioned last month, Ian, that the markets were weak, the equity markets were weak, and that, of course, was true. And that related mainly to the fact that we saw some stalling economic growth outside of the US. We had the concerns over the US-China trade tensions, and manufacturing data throughout the globe was pretty weak. Uh, So those concerns which hit the markets in May were kind of put on the back burner during June and the the words of the central banks became very, very much more relevant. However, we believe that uh, the economic conditions are still fairly fragile around the world and we must keep a weather eye uh, on the prevailing market conditions. You've mentioned there that equities had a positive month. Um, we've seen the US market, the biggest in the world, uh, lead global indexes for, for a period of time now. What were some of the numbers behind the story of the month? OK, well, again, markets were, were pretty strong uh, as regards equity markets around the world. The, the world index in euro terms rose by over 4% in June and uh, world equities are now up over 17% um, in total return so far uh, in, in, in 2019. So very strong equity markets uh, so far this, this year. During the month of June, we saw markets up, all markets were up, and they ranged from a positive almost 3% in Japan up to almost positive 7% in the United States. And the US now has broken well clear of its main moving averages, the 50 and the 200-day moving averages. So technically, US equities are looking pretty strong. In terms of the sectors in the equity markets, uh, we've discussed this narrative of cyclical and defensive uh, for a number of months now. So was it a case of green across the board or was there a certain 
sectors that perform better than others? As you might expect, when uh, you, you get stimulus to the markets through central bank action, we saw the economically sensitive cyclical stocks clearly outperforming more defensive areas. So last month, for example, the strongest sectors were materials, which were up nearly 12%, energy up 9%. They're both cyclical areas. And the poorer performers, albeit in positive territory, were defensive areas such as real estate up about 1% and utilities up about 3%. For the year as a whole, again, cyclicals clearly outperforming defensive stocks and the best performing sector so far in 2019 has in the US has been the technology sector, which is up about 26% year to date. Thanks, Richard. And moving on to fixed income, we've seen bond yields, which move inversely to price, of course, come down a good bit so far in 2019, both in terms of Eurozone sovereign debt and also US treasuries. Uh, how did that play out throughout the month of June? Well, Ian, yes, again, the talk from the central banks around the world was very positive for bond markets. Um, you know, the thought of lower rates or further quantitative easing, which is the printing of money and the buying of bonds, that had a p- very positive impact, particularly in the Eurozone. And we saw Eurozone bond index rise by about 3.5% in June. And that index is now up just over 9% so far in 2019, which is a very strong return for bond index. And of course, as I mentioned, um, the European bond market reacting to the the more dovish ECB, also reacting this year to weaker economic data in Europe and pretty benign inflation. So bonds, um, very strong, particularly in the Eurozone. We saw the German 10-year bond yield fall further in June, moving from a negative yield of uh, 0.2% to a negative yield of 0.33%. And that means in layman's terms that you are actually paying the German government for lending money to them. So it's an extraordinary situation of having negative yields. In the US equivalent, US yields move from about 2.12% to 2% uh, during the month of June. You've stated a number of times the impact of shifting rate expectations have had on a number of risk assets. But if we just delve a little bit deeper there, in terms of both in the US and the Eurozone, what might future rate cuts look like and, and when might they come? Okay, and well, the key market, as always, is the US market. And the markets are now expecting that the Federal Reserve will cut by two or three times in the remainder of 2019. And when I say a cut, I mean each cut will be 0.25% or a quarter of 1%. So two or three rate cuts expected now before the end of this year. We've got to remember that there, earlier in the cycle, there were nine interest rate rises. And about six months ago, the Federal Reserve were hinting that there'd be a further two or three rate rises in 2019. We're now looking for rate cuts. So a significant turnaround in expectations for interest rates in the US. And in the Eurozone, where it's a bit more difficult to cut rates because rates are already in negative territory, Uh, at about minus 0.3%, but the market's now expecting a small cut uh, in Eurozone interest rates in the remainder of the year, probably towards the end of the third quarter or the start of the fourth quarter. And on top of that, we may get the reintroduction of quantitative easing. Uh, Across a number of our multi-asset funds, we have exposure to alternatives, which include the commodity sector. So if, if we move towards that then for the month of June, we have seen a number of constituents in this area, notably uh, oil and gold and copper, for example, uh, be positive in 2019. Did that persist throughout June or what are some of the moves we saw? Yeah, well, all assets did rise in June, apart from cash. 
Uh, and commodities, no different. Commodities rose by about 3% overall, and they're up about 7% in the first half of 2019. However, uh, there's a clear, very clear distinction here in between the commodities. Almost all the gains have come from energy prices in general and the oil price in particular. So the oil price in June, uh, following some profit-taking in May, uh, the oil price um, rose again sharply uh, during the month just gone and the oil price is up nearly 30% year to date. So again, almost all the gains in commodities have come from the oil price. Uh, Gold was actually strong in June, up about 8%, finishing at $1,414 per troy ounce, uh, and copper was up about 2%. But again, uh, to reiterate, it's all been about the oil price this year as regards commodities. And there's finally then, in terms of currency movements, which can be very, very important um, from the perspective of an Irish investor, did we see any big moves in the main exchange rates? Well, yes. So far, up up till June, the euro had been a slightly weak currency against the dollar. Uh, that shifted round during June. Uh, the euro was a bit stronger. And it finished close to where it began the year. It finished at 1.14, began the year at 1.15. And of course, the reason here is really that the dollar has been weak in June because of the expectation of interest rate cuts. And that normally has a tendency to result in in a weaker currency if you cut your interest rates. As an active manager, we're always looking at um, the splits between the different asset classes within our multi-asset funds in particular. And we've discussed in recent editions of the podcast uh, changes we've already made in 2019. But we made one or two moves uh, in the last month or so as well, Richard. Yes, we had cut the equity position back to a more neutral position a few months ago. That worked well for us uh, during May when equities were weak. However, given this U-turn by the uh, Federal Reserve, we decided to put money back into equities earlier on in June. And uh, that, that benefited the funds, obviously, because equities were, were strong. So we're now, um, we've increased the equity content to sort of a, a b- above average, we're towards the, um, you know, well above benchmark as regards the equity positions across our multi-asset funds. Um, we remain reasonably constructive on equities for the future, given their good value relative to other assets, particularly bonds. So uh, we do have a, po- a positive stance on equities currently. Um, and uh, on top of that, as well as equities looking good value against government bonds, uh, equities are reasonably valued on a price earnings basis, particularly outside the US, where they are, most markets now are below historical norms as regards price earnings multiples. And so that's, that's our current position on the assets, Ian. Great. Well, that... Uh, brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Uh, Thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis and thank you, our listeners, for your time. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on all our latest investment news, please visit zurich.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.